Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello and welcome back to That's Joy the Podcast. I am your host, Cece, and today is going to be a fun episode. I cannot wait to dive in with you guys. But if you're new around here, then you might not know that we kick off every episode with a little joyful noise. Joyful noise is just our version of the good news. We see everything else out in the world, but we don't see enough good news. So Joyful Noise just paints a canvas for what are the good things. So that's what we're doing. And um, today's Joyful Noise for me is we are just getting back from Vegas and it was Jonathan's first time in Vegas. And also by the time you're listening to this episode, Jonathan will have completed his marathon. I'm like, put all the sound effects in the background team. When I say that, there's no team. I'm the team. I'm the editing team. But I am so incredibly proud of him. I mean, watching him for the last three months commit to training for this marathon. I mean, you guys, 26 miles? Like, Last, a couple weekends ago, he prepped and the longest that he ran was 21 miles. 21 miles. The man's was gone for three hours. I was like, holy moly, that is the length of time it took me to get from my hometown to my college, from the Bay Area to Reno, Nevada. Like you were running for that entire time. It's just mind blowing. And I am so incredibly proud of him. So love, if you're listening to this, I am so proud of you and I love you so much. But today's episode is gonna be a fun one, like I said, and we're diving in with a little Q&A moment. I pulled a handful of questions that are straight up from the Joy Circle. The Joy Circle is my broadcast channel on Instagram. So if you're following me at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O, then you can join my broadcast channel by just clicking that little link in on my profile. Um, And there are tons of questions that y'all have wrote in. Shout out to y'all who took the time to do that. Also pulled a couple questions from my book club girlies, but, um, wanted to just go ahead and dive in. And by the way, this is like one of those episodes where I'm wearing a sweater and leggings and I got my smiley, uh, slippers on. And I almost want to take this mic off of the stand and just hold it in my hand because that's the energy that we are giving to today's episode. By the way, Shout out to every single one of you who purchased a That's Joy, the Movement crew neck. We are officially sold out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just showing up and purchasing one of these. I was sitting on a handful of one handful of them full transparency for longer than I would have wished. And so the fact that they are all sold now um, is so cool. And I will be working on spring slash summer merch soon. So stay tuned for that if you like merch. Okay, first question on today's Q&A episode is, what are a couple tips for embracing change? 
I love this question so much because I think that we don't talk about the tactical so much that we do like, all right, when you're going through change, pray to God and ask for his strength, which is very true. And I am not like trying to make that seem less than by any means, but there is something to say about some action pieces that can go with that. So my first piece of advice is to do that. Actually, it's to pray to God and ask him for strength in that season of change. But then also some of the tactical things that have really helped me is focus on the things that you can control. Now, when it comes to seasons changing, whether that be moving to a new city, I mean, I've moved from the Bay Area to Reno for college, from Reno to Austin, Austin back to the Bay Area, and then the Bay Area all the way to Nashville. I've had my fair share of moves, and all of those have required change of some sort. So the first thing that I would say is focus on the things that you can control. You can control how much water you're drinking. You can control when you're going to bed and when you're waking up, what you were eating and what you were fueling in your body. All of those things, you guys, are wellness habits. I believe joy-filled habits that will help you feel like you have a little bit more control over the change. Because the truth of the matter is, there's going to be things that come from left field that you just can't control. You can't control that the moving trucks were delayed. You can't control that the water isn't turned on yet. Like there's so many things that are outside of your control. You can control how you steward this and how you steward this allows you to show up in that new season, whatever that looks like, singleness, breakup, new city, new job, new work with a mindset that is stronger and sharper and I believe will just allow you to step into that change, into that season with a holy confidence, Um, that confidence that I talk about so much on these episodes. So great question there. The second is, how do you know God is telling you to be patient? Oh, we don't like when God's telling us to be patient. (laughs) Am I right? I think that you know when God's telling you to be patient when you're knocking on doors and they're not opening. I mean, that's just real. Like how often do you think that it's a God opportunity, but really it just was a good opportunity. So the door didn't open for you. I know this has happened to me quite some number of times, especially when it pertains to jobs, but also when it pertained to men before Jonathan, like thinking that I liked someone when thank God that did not work out because it led me to Jonathan, right? And so when it comes to be um, knowing when God is telling you to be patient, I really do believe that it is the closed doors. Like if you are experiencing a closed door right now, or maybe you just have, and you're sitting in the aftermath of that, ask God to reveal to you what it looks like for you to learn something in this moment and in this season. Because I think that when we lean in to a a mindset that is eager to learn, then he'll reveal more to us than if we were to just wallow in the waiting. Hope that helps. Uh, The third question is, what advice would you give to the girly who wants to start a podcast? 
Okay, sister, let's go. I see you, future podcast host. I mean, there's a handful of y'all who actually have an interest and a desire to step into podcasting more than what I thought. Last year, I put out a, a, a call to action, if you will, for my text community to text me the word podcast if you had any interest in becoming a podcast host. And there were more people than I thought who wrote in and there are actually some things that I'm working on the back end of what you see here, what you hear here, um, that I can work on to help better equip you with actual tools. And so I won't leak too much of that yet because it's still in its infancy stages. But what I will say is that my best advice um, for the girly who wants to start a podcast is to just do it. I mean, there are so many things that are going to point and into the direction of don't do it. And there are going to be multiple things that stand in your way. But if you believe in your heart of hearts that this is a calling that you feel called to do, then it is delayed obedience. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Let me say that again because somebody missed it. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. I remember hearing that for the first time at church and I was like, oh, come in for my front door. That's right. It, it, it's so true though. So I don't want us to like lean back so much that we're not taking action. Here's the thing. If you're still discerning, if that's something that God's calling you to do, that's one thing. It is one thing to wait in patience and to steward a preparation season well so that you can run into that next season of the launch with that equipped steadfastness, right? But if that's not you and you know that you've got the ideas, you know like generally what you should be doing, but you're just holding back, I'm talking to you. And to you, I'm saying just do it, okay? Um, I am working on some things to hopefully help future podcasters soon. So just stay really plugged into, especially my email newsletter and my Instagram. Those are the two places where you'll likely hear first on the launch of whatever that looks like. Of course, I'll share it on a podcast episode too, but I feel like it's easy to miss on a podcast episode. So that is that. Um, the next question we got here is in a relationship, how long should you wait till you get married? Okay, we see you in your dating era. Um, I love this question a lot. I think it differs for a lot of people. For Jonathan and I, we dated for about three months before we became boyfriend and girlfriend. I know that friends have waited one week and then they became boyfriend and girlfriend and now they're married. So again, there is no right or wrong like black and white scenario for this. My advice in this is just what worked for me. And so take that for what it is and run with it. Um, but as far as knowing how long you should wait to get married, we dated for about nine months before we got engaged and then we were engaged for five weeks and then we got married. That part is a part that is probably not like a lot of other people, but we did end up dating for about 13 months in total and had an engagement in between that from like dating to married. Um, and we didn't know each other before. We were complete strangers. And so there was a lot to learn 
about each other, hard conversations that needed to take place. Um, And what I would say is that if you're even thinking about this, you should be reading similar books, going to church together, plugging in, sharing communities with each other, allowing each other's communities to meet and mingle because the people that you're doing life with today, they may be able to see things that you can't see. And when it comes to marriage, you just want to be certain, right? And so I think that in order to be as certain as we can, humanly possibly be, those are some of those tactical things that you can do uh, to have more clarity around if you even should get married. And that's for someone, you know? Um, So I hope that helps there. Another question we got is, how do you juggle being a college student and being a Christian? That is such a good question. And actually, this is one of the most popular questions that did come in. Multiple people asked about this. And I think that when I answer this question, I always will sit in a seat of transparency on this podcast. I will always be honest and say things with truth and love the best way I know how. Through my college experience, mine, I did not do this well. I just didn't. And I think that if I were to go back and do things differently, there are a couple things that I would do. And this is now my advice piece. And this is from learning through the stumble what I'm speaking on. Not a, I did this, so you should do this, okay? So the I did this and you should do this, I believe that sometimes you walk in a different authority. Me learning things, by the grace of God, he's given me lessons to share. And so again, everything that I say, take it for what it is, okay? It's not Bible. What I say is not Bible. It's just CC. And so my advice would be, you know that saying, um, there's a couple quotes that are going around, but one of Dr. James on Instagram, he is like a huge account on fitness and wellness, but he put up a post that said, um, show me a room of five smokers or surround yourself in a room with five smokers and you will be the sixth. Surround yourself in a room with five fit people and you will be the sixth. And I love that so much because it reminds me of what I share so often here, but you are a product of the five closest people that you surround yourself with. And in college, being in a sorority and being a part of fraternity events and things like that, you're rubbing shoulders with people who aren't making the best decisions at times. And that is the reality of Greek life. And there's so much positive to Greek life. I wouldn't be who I am had it not been in it. But what I will share is that I would have walked with a little bit more wisdom and who I was running with because I don't think that those people made me do anything not saying that by any means but I do believe that if there were people who were further along in their faith and that was who I was surrounding myself with and those were the five closest people to me then it would have looked differently. So what I would say to you is that if you were in college if you are a freshman in college specifically Reel it in. Reel it in. Keep the main thing the main thing. And as much as you can, focus on finding friendships that are going to allow you to flourish in your faith. Because there is nothing else. Jonathan, my husband, 
did this so beautifully and there are moments where he was in the hiding place and didn't have much of a social life in college because he was a quarterback on his football team and he had like a 3.8 GPA in college which I'm like okay hello he did it all right and he was eating really well in the fittest that he ever was and he inspires me so much and in that he exchanged an S, which is social. And in college, we talk about the the triangle. You can only have two out of the three points while you're in college, and that's sleep, social life, and studies, success in studies. You can only have three. So either you're having sleep and a social life, or you're having a social life and studies, but no sleep, or you're having sleep and your studies, but not a big social life, right? And something's got to give. And so allow yourself to let go of the things that allow yourself to grow um, and to release the things that aren't going to matter later. The next question is, as a teen, how do you deal with comparison? Well, here's a thing, famous quote, not mine. Comparison is the thief of joy. That is a quote. I believe, let's look it up. Comparison is the thief of joy. Okay, this quote is attributed to President Theodore Roosevelt. And it is so true. It can rob us of our joy, friends. And the more that we're comparing, I feel like the less joyful we are. And one of the ways that I would advise a teenager is the way that you can combat comparison is with truth. And with truth means turning to the one and only thing to be true. And that's the Bible and that's God and Jesus, right? And the Holy Spirit. And partnering with God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus and asking for help in reminding you of who you are will build up a holy confidence within you that will allow you to step into rooms and spaces and places with a certainty of who you are where you're not needing to even compare because you feel so filled. So if you're struggling with comparison at all, my challenge to you would be how can you turn to God to get filled so that no matter the room that you enter, you're in a position of nothing but overflow? I believe that you can do that. Even if you are 13, 14, 15, turn to him and ask God to show you who you are. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And I want you to know that no pair of jeans, no backpack, no water bottle is cooler than who you are as a person. Nothing is cooler than who you are as a person. You're a one for one. Do not ever forget that. Not me preaching on this Q&A where I said it was going to be fun. Okay, okay. Um, number seven is... How did you find your voice when it comes to openly praying? This one's easy. Practice. Practice, practice, practice. That is the only way that you're going to get better at anything in this 
life. You got to practice and it's going to be uncomfortable and you got to raise your hand in moments where before dinners, where it's your friends and, or it's your family. And you ask like, Hey, can I pray for us tonight? Challenge yourself, put yourself in uncomfortable positions. The more that you practice, the better you will be. And so when it comes to praying, practice out loud. I think it's one thing, even in your quiet time, like if this is something that you want to grow into practice speaking out loud, even if you're by yourself, tell your roommates, Hey, I'm praying. Don't mind me in there if you got them. Okay. But practice because you will be sharpened the more that you practice. And guess what? I believe that a different authority will drip from your voice. The more you practice and the more that you step into the next room to bless those people, there will be another layer of just like an anointing and authority over what you say. So practice. Number eight is how do you value your singleness season? You guys are like serious girlies and I love that so much. Nobody really asks like what mascara or foundation you use, which just goes to show the women that we're cultivating here in that joy community. Okay, hello. Um, we're all deep. We are women who ditch the surface level and dive in. I'm here for it. So um, how do you value your singleness season? I believe you value your singleness season by doing everything you possibly can to be the person that you're praying your partner will be. If you're praying your partner is someone who wakes up and reads the Bible every morning, you better believe that you're doing those things. If you believe that your partner is someone who runs a marathon and does hard things and puts themselves in fitness competitions because they are strong and ripped. Like, come on. I'm sure we've all thought it before, right? We want a man with muscles. Like, let's just be real here for a second. Are you doing those things to make sure that you're stewarding your body well? Are you? Right? Like, focus on the things that you want in a future partner during your season of signalness and by all means, Hold on and nurture the friendships and relationships that God has in front of you right now because I'm telling you, it will change. It will change when you step into a relationship, like a romantic relationship, because 50% of your time will just... So like I said, pour into you. Take time to pour into you. Take time to fill your cup so that when you are in a relationship, in a godly relationship, then you have so much to give, okay? I, the second, or not second, the ninth question is, what's your fave thing about being married? Oh man, there's so much joy to marriage that I'm experiencing and walking in with Jonathan. I think my favorite thing about being married, I think it's specifically because who I married, uh, is how aligned we are on pretty much everything if not everything. I mean, when it comes to our faith, but also our faith is number one. But second to that, like our morning routines are so similar that we're so dialed. We love waking up in the 5 a.m. hour and doing our quiet time and sipping on coffee and eating uh, some type of mini breakfast before our workouts. I go work out, he dives into work and we coexist so well. And, um, in marriage with Jonathan, a lot of our conversations are goal-driven. Uh, we have so many ambitions for our lives. 
in what God is both calling us to. And I think that there's such a sharpening that takes place when two called people are walking alongside each other, not comparing, but inspiring one another. I mean, the setup that you see here is because Jonathan is so gifted at these production things and I'm not as gifted. And so being able to lean on some of his gifts and he lean on some of my gifts has been a beautiful thing to witness. I think it's the closest thing that we'll see to the love of Jesus um, is marriage and it's really sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, 10, how do you hear God's calling on your life? By the way, there's only 11 questions. I know some of y'all are like, all right, I'm about to pop off because I don't want another 10 questions. Um, but <laughs> to question number 10 is, how do you hear God's calling on your life? You know, I wish that I could tell you that you hear God's calling on your life because it's like a lightning bolt that just comes in in the middle of the night and you'll know that you know that it's there. And I think... That would me that would be me not being honest. Honestly, I think you, you hear God's calling on your life the more that you try. Like the more that you try to lean in and try different things. I mean, friends, we've got to talk about and make it okay to wear something, try it on, and if it doesn't work, put it back right? Like we won't fully know until we get there. I said yes to podcasting, not thinking be that it was the most number one thing that God was calling me to. Heck, I didn't even know that it would get to a place where it is today back in 2020 when everyone was choosing, am I going to make sourdough bread, banana bread, or make a podcast. Me and my best friend chose, let's make a podcast. We didn't think that it was even going to launch to number 42 on Apple, but it did, right? And so I think that God can do a lot with our little. And so we just have to say yes to the next thing in front of us, not the giant call. I think the giant call on our life actually gets revealed at the end. When we're 80 eight in our rocking chair and the Lord is calling us home, right? I think that in those moments, that's when we realize, ah, so that's what you called me to. You called me to be a podcast host and then you called me to be a wife and then you called me to be a mother and then a grandmother and then a nonprofit organization. You called me to these things and that business and that endeavor. God called me to those things. Thank you. That's how you discover your calling. It's just saying yes to the next thing and not being so tied to the answer along the way. Lastly is, uh, how has your health been? That is so kind and so personal to that you would ask that. She also said loving the recipes and food inspo. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I am feeling great. I have gone back to a, a, what they call a maintenance period. Right before the wedding, I was obviously in a diet phase. And so my calories were super low. I was being very intentional with tracking. And that was a season. Um, and I believe that it's okay to do that in spurts, but not over every day for the rest of your life. But there are tools that I learned through the process. And Jonathan's actually a nutrition coach who teaches so much on this. And so if you're looking and 
interested, he still gives out a discount to that joy listeners. So just DM him. That's joy. Um, let's underscore Jonathan, but he, um, teaches these things. And so right now I'm in a maintenance period where my calories are increasing and obviously coming off of a diet phase and the holidays, you're just going to gain a little bit of weight back, which is okay and normal and a part of the process. So there's a part of me that understands that. And there's another part of me that looks in the mirror and does the thing that women do too frequently, which is trying to like wish away our sides and such. So I share that in full transparency that I have good days and I have bad days and it's an ever-growing evolving life of health and wellness and I feel like I'm probably the strongest that I've ever been I can lift a lot more for a longer period of time than I ever have and that comes with just me eating the things that I'm supposed to be eating and eating them well and there's a lot more to that I don't want to make it a health episode but what I will say is that By the time this episode is released, then you may already know, or maybe you don't know yet, but Jonathan and I created a food account together called Flexible Foodies. Our hope in it is to help make healthy living more fun. And so we're going to share recipes, fitness, lifestyle, and travel when we do on the best things that help us steward our bodies well and also live a life full of joy when it comes to food and when it comes to moving our bodies. So if you're not yet following us on social media, it'd mean the world to support us or the recipes that we're dropping and things like that. If there's a recipe that you want us to create or you're inspired by, I'd love to hear what those things are too. So feel free to DM us on Flexible Foodies. It literally is spelled out exactly how you think it would be. We can't believe that we got that handle. And again, God's putting dreams on our hearts for what this could be. Um, And we're just saying yes to the next thing. And that next thing looked like launching the Instagram. So God, do what you will with that. We thank you. But you guys, I am so grateful that you are here for another episode of That's Joy. If there's a certain part of this episode that you really loved, I haven't done a Q&A like this in a while. Are we here for it? How do we feel about it? Let me know. You can shoot me a text to 615-813-4813. And you can follow me on social media at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can follow That's Joy the Podcast on there too. If you've not yet joined the Joy Corner, this is where... I drop the big news before the other peeps. And that is my weekly newsletter. Um, You can subscribe to that in the show notes. And then you can also find it at thatsjoypodcast.com. Friends, if you've not yet subscribed, rated, or left a review for That's Joy, it would mean the world if you took two minutes to go do that. Thank you so much in advance. It means more than you know when you leave podcast reviews for podcasters. I'll never leave an episode without saying if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe or if you're already saved but you're not really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. I'm telling you there's an abundance here. There's an overflow here and there's so much joy here. I'm here to tell you that God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friend, I am so proud of you. 
If you've just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text to that number in the show notes so I could pray for you. I love you. God loves you. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you so, so much for being here.